Welcome to College Matters. My name is Mehmet Selim Jurenik, and today we have a very interesting guest from Centerpoint Energy. Jeff, if you could please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Jeff Castro. I work for Centerpoint Energy in our Corporate Community Relations Department. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on to our show. My pleasure. So, Jeff, um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what Centerpoint Energy does, what you do, um, and take it from there? Absolutely. So I like to say that Centerpoint Energy is kind of like the FedEx of energy. We don't make it. We don't sell it. We're the service that delivers, delivers it to your door. So if you order something from Amazon.com, FedEx didn't make it. They didn't sell it to you. They're just the service that delivered it to you. So that's what we do with energy. Awesome, awesome. So it's you guys are literally the messenger. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Messenger with, and we flick on that switch and your lights come on. That's us doing our job. So I like to tell when I will give a lot of student talks, who likes to watch the Super Bowl and who likes cold drinks in their fridge? And I say, you're welcome. We make all that happen for you. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Jeff, can you tell us a little bit about, um, I know that you do certain things in regards to uh, career, in regards to um, sort of career development in Centerpoint Energy, uh, that you guys have this awesome um, sort of like tour through Centerpoint Energy mm -hmm. where you guys show the advances. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So we have a facility in South Houston called our Energy Innovation Center. And if someone wants to come and learn about Centerpoint Energy, walking through our downtown building and facilities may not quite be the best way to do that. So we have this facility which showcases what we are doing with the smart grid and smart meters and the, or, or might otherwise be called the intelligent grid. So once upon a time, maybe even in as far back as the early 2000s, you had an electromagnetic meter. So someone would have to go to every single household in the Houston region and read your energy use for the month. And now, thanks to a $200 million grant from the U.S. Department of Energy, we were able to launch a new technology called the smart meter in the intelligent grid. So those meters got replaced with smart meters, which essentially you know, are kind of like smartphones, right? We're using data and data is being submitted and transferred digitally through a Wi-Fi network and a, a mesh network and it goes back to our data centers. So now we're reducing truck rolls, we're reducing time spent on the road, we're reducing emissions, all these great things supporting the environment too and we're giving people more control over their energy use at the same time. Jeff, that's actually excellent and you know it does so much. Uh, not only does it uh, you know, help the environment, you're also helping uh, people in regards to you know, their monetary uh, self-management which is excellent. Um, Jeff, can you tell, uh, has, this, has this shift from uh, these older systems to newer ones changed uh, Centerpoint Energy's uh, uh, outlook in regards to hiring? Like, do they want different professions coming into Centerpoint Energy? Well, that's a good question. A lot, from what I understand, a lot of those jobs are retrained for other jobs. So we have almost 8,000 people who work at Centerpoint Energy, and about 5,000 of those people are right here in the Houston region. We have people who work out in the field and we have people who work in offices. We have lawyers and engineers. We have graphic designers. We have all kinds of jobs within this one company. So we have jobs you can come to work at Centerpoint Energy in, out of high school, but they're hard jobs, they're manual jobs. We have jobs that are for professionals and we have jobs that you might come in out of high school without a degree or without a certification and you can take advantage and leverage the company's education reimbursement program and get those advanced credentials and move up and have those higher paying jobs and have career mobility. I'll give you an example. 
one of our vice presidents was the person who started out climbing the poles. He was that person out as a field worker. He took advantage of that program and then got a promotion and got another promotion and went back and got a master's degree and now is a vice president. And it was really good for his career too for someone who has seen many different roles within the company and that's made him a, an even bigger asset as well. That's really interesting. It's like it's it's this literally the story of pulling your you know self up by the uh, bootstraps, right? Um, that's really cool. Uh, it also shows that um, I guess it it's like a one stop all. You can you can go into a liberal arts degree and get something that'll you know uh, find you a position, or you can go into engineering or something you know STEM related and find a position. That's really really inter- interesting and encompassing. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of companies and jobs uh, won't actually be able to provide that. It'll provide a sliver here, a little bit there, but not the full spectrum. That's really cool to see. Um, Jeff, can you tell us about, um, I know that you do career seminars. Can you tell us a little bit about the point of these seminars and what career, uh, uh, what uh, Centerpoint Energy sort of looks for in regards to hiring? So we do a lot of career awareness, and a lot of it is through one of our community partnerships in collaboration with Junior Achievement. So we go and talk to eighth grade students about not necessarily just careers at Centerpoint Energy, but we're talking to them about why you should be thinking about careers in eighth grade, why it's important, and how to plan for your future. I think success takes planning. If you're going to go and climb Mount Everest, you don't show up one day with your backpack. You plan your route. You physically train. You are prepared for that kind of trip. Um, Hopefully you get to come back from it. (laughs) But I think careers and success are the exact same way. It takes planning. You don't just show up for them. You've got to put in the work. You've got to have your roadmap. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, we've done um, a couple of podcasts with different universities and their career centers, and that's the thing we constantly see. Uh, A lot of businesses, you know, they want experienced people coming in. They want people that, you know, know what they're getting into. You know, like the the common move phrase, I didn't sign up for this. They they sort of don't want that happening, you know, real time. Um, Let's say uh, we have a high school student or a college freshman who's interested in going into the energy field. What would you recommend, Jeff? that they start doing? For someone who wants to go into the energy field, I would look at what kind of degree pathways lend themselves to that kind of resume building opportunity. So is your passion engineering? Is it law? Is it business? Because just like at Centerpoint Energy, many of these companies have all kinds of jobs that they hire for. So what I really stress to students is about how do you get yourself noticed? If if there's a position for 10 engineers, for instance, and 100 applications, how do you really get yourself attention? And it's the people who go above and beyond in their schooling. So I, always, I often say that it's not enough to fill the seat. Everyone's expected to do that in school. What did you do that was different? How did you get involved in extracurriculars? Were you involved in the community? And I think the bigger picture is what is your story to tell? Everyone has a story to tell. So if you're applying for a scholarship, for instance, who has a more captivating story? Who was that community leader? Who was engaged? I think that is a powerful way to build your resume. It's building your story and how you were building yourself as a leader and a change maker. And someone who can, I like to say also, play nice in the sandbox with others. And <laughs> Jeff, um, we were talking earlier, and you were actually talk- talking about uh, how you uh, actually came up uh, to um, – how you started working in Centerpoint Energy. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I think there are similarities between uh, your example and you know you yourself. Absolutely. So I would say my path was a bit non-traditional. 
out of school, I spent 10 years working in the nonprofit sector. So for anyone who doesn't know, nonprofits are organizations that are supported by charitable dollars and they serve a mission or purpose. And often they're to make a positive impact in some issue or in the community. So a lot of my work was either in the realm of environmental work and conservation or education. And after working in the industry, what I really developed a passion for, and one reason why I got my MBA was I wanted to be on the other side of that equation and help support mission-driven organizations with philanthropy and corporate philanthropy. And those jobs are quite hard to find because they're very fulfilling. If you find something you love to do, people don't tend to leave those jobs. So finding access to this kind of work was, was difficult, but I was patient and I, I networked and I, and this job actually came from an alumni friend of mine from the University of St. Thomas who was working in that department. So it also is an important point to you know leverage your networking and build relationships because they matter and they can make a difference in your job prospects. So now I have this amazing job where I still get to connect with those audiences and nonprofit organizations and we're working to engage our employees in volunteerism, giving charitable dollars. We give millions of dollars away every year to charity, supporting over 800 nonprofit organizations. And it's, it's really been a, a great fit. So I would say to anybody pursuing a job or a career, you know, what are you passionate about? Because if you are passionate about it, your career tends to have an upward mobility, but if you do something just for the money or just because, it, it tends to perhaps be a little flat. And maybe you do have mobility, but the people who really, I think, excel are the people who bring a passion, a genuine passion for what they're doing. Uh, I guess like um, showing great sincerity towards whatever they do. Right, so start looking at what you're good at and try and find ways to match that to a job. That's that's a really really important and excellent point. If uh, you know it, uh, it stops things like midlife crises later on. Uh, you know you're putting a stop to a lot of these uh, issues uh, right at the get go, which is excellent. Um, Jeff, can you also tell us a little bit about? Um, you did an undergrads at the University of St. Thomas, and I think you did environmental sciences. I did environmental studies. Studies. I got a BA in environmental studies and communications. So that's actually really interesting. So you got a bachelor of arts, and then correct. Yes. And then you did a master's in business administration. Excellent. And the thing is, uh, both of these, just like you said, are extremely non-traditional, but you found your way into the energy sector. Most people have like this really uh, rigid outlook, engineer, energy, uh, you know, BA, something else. But you can mix and match these things to greatly benefit, uh, you know, companies like this. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. So I think creativity plays a big part in this. You may be an engineer. But how universal is that? One of my best friends is an engineer and worked for a bottling company managing that process. The work he did was in engineering, but they only hired engineers for that position. It was, it was with Anheuser-Busch. Now he manages facilities for BP. You have lawyers who do all kinds of work. You might think a lawyer is traditionally in a courtroom. There are all kinds of different jobs within the scope that an attorney might do. So I think if you can be creative with the skill set you have, you can, in many ways, create your own pathways for future careers. And that's where innovation comes from as well. I think that's creating new jobs, new opportunities, and, and, and new industries. Excellent. Um, is there any sort of like, um, anything that you'd like to recommend to someone who sort of uh, is building themselves up but isn't sure? Like, 
what would you do uh, in regards to job exploration? Any, any sort of tips you have to anyone who's sort of like, what am I gonna do with myself? That is a great question and I'm glad you asked it because when I was young, perhaps in eighth grade, I knew there were doctors and lawyers and teachers and engineers. That's, that was the scope of what I knew. And there's this whole other world out there. If you can think it, someone gets paid to do it. People get paid to creatively cook for a living as chefs. They get paid to fly airplanes for a living. They get paid to, scu paid to scuba dive underwater and weld underwater for a living. I mean, the job prospects are endless. So it's about exploring the kinds of opportunities that are out there. People have this great tool called the internet out there. They can explore careers. They can explore pay ranges for those careers. They can explore the education required for those careers. And if you know somebody, maybe it's your friend's dad or a relative, or sometimes it's just picking up the phone and hustling a little bit, asking to meet with somebody and learn about what they do. And that's a great way because I think every occupation maybe has great things about it and maybe not so great things about it. Maybe the the great thing is the work, but maybe the bad thing is the number of hours you put into it or the education pathway for it. So I think any job is going to have those sort of pros and cons, but if you do the legwork to figure them out, you don't show up to your first day of being a doctor and find out, oh, I don't like the smell of hospitals. You know, so it's it's putting in that, that time and energy. And if you can start early, you can make even greater, you know, take advantage of achieving that career even mm -hmm. sooner. So for instance, if you want to be an engineer, if you're thinking about being an engineer your senior year of high school, it's probably too late. You need to be taking advanced level math and science starting out in high school to be qualified to get entry into an engineering program in college. Mm -hmm. And I would also say that there are lots of great programs, even within our region, that offer great educational opportunities at very little cost. One such opportunities with HCC, they actually have an engineering program on an HCC campus in West Houston for under $30,000. And it's in collaboration with UT, and you walk out of there with a UT engineering degree for under $30,000. Where else can that happen? No. Uh, any other place, you'd literally be paying an arm and a leg. <laughs> exactly. That degree in Austin is over $100,000. So if you can take the time to explore, if you can take the time to research, you can make a big impact on your future. Jeff, thank you so much for coming here today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, uh, this episode of College Matters. We thank you for listening. Have a good day. Thank you.